0: Welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiaga Prem. It's a real honor to be here with you. We are going to continue our exploration of the Bhagavad Gita this week. So we're on chapter 10 of this incredible uh, yogic text. And I'm really looking forward to sharing it with you. Um, Just so you know, if you have not listened to the previous episodes, you can go back and listen to chapters one through nine um, and these will only be available for a short time so please enjoy them while they're posted Uh, i'm i'm releasing these as a celebration of the new tapas yoga studies program that we launched recently and once uh you know we're finished we'll we'll move them into the tapas yoga studies program so if you're enjoying uh, this content and you'd like to do more content like this, uh, consider joining the Tatva's Yoga Studies program. Uh, and that support, you know, will meet you where you're at. So if you, depends what you're looking for. If you want to do a more dynamic practice that is uh, strengthening and will increase your flexibility, it has that. If you're looking just for something basic with movements that will, you know, Keep you healthy as your body ages it has that if you're looking for a deeper dive into yoga philosophy it has that uh, if you're looking for a consistent meditation practice it has that it really is an integrated holistic approach to yoga as a lifestyle and those of you who've been listening to the content know that lifestyle is the greatest healer uh, so why not get started and as i'm recording this today is the fall equinox so it's a great time to take a look at uh, what you're doing in your life that is working and what's not working and what would you like to cultivate more of as you stand on this middle point between the uh, bright light and the dark of winter. Um, so, Tapas Yoga Studies Program, this is the time to get started and do it. Um, you can go to tapasyoga.com and uh, participate from anywhere in the world. Um, or we have some in-person things coming up. Uh, we're going to be in Tawasin in BC, on October 2nd, doing a four and a half intro to Tatvas One, um, as well as I will be in Kelowna from I believe it's the 14th to the 23rd, or is it the 13th to the 24th? Anyhow, it's oct- It's two weekends in October, so the 13th weekend of October. Um, and then the following uh, week as well. I'm going to look at a calendar just so just so that I'm saying the right dates. It's uh, it's been a bit of a whirlwind here today. Okay, so let's take a peek here. Yes, so I will be in Kelowna teaching um, the 14th weekend, 14, 15, 16. And then I will also be the following weekend in Kelowna. So 14, 15, 16 weekend in Kelowna, 21, 22, 23 in Kelowna. And there'll be lots more opportunities. Uh, that's at Pranify by the way. Um, Pronify is a beautiful, beautiful community and I'm honored to be a part of what they're doing there. Um, but what I was gonna say before that was, uh, there'll be lots more opportunities to practice with me in Mexico. And I'm also taking students in my home for one-on-one, so if that's something that speaks to you, you can get info for that also at tapasyoga.com, and that's a great way to grow as a student uh, to have that one-on-one work. So if that speaks to you, get involved today in the Tapas Yoga Studies program, and with that being said, let's get on with the show. So this week on the show, we're talking about chapter 10 of the Bhagavad Gita. And if you've listened to the previous episodes, you know that Krishna is revealing his identity um, as, you know, his divinity essentially um, to Arjuna. And he's continuing this great reveal, uh, just like in the previous chapter, in chapter 9. But he's sort of expanding on it. Now he's, you know, revealing himself as the... uh, the beyond, the beyond, if you know what I mean, like the, the great mystery itself, he's revealing himself as, you know, he's going deeper into this revelation of his divine being, revealing himself as the, uh, source from which all things come, uh, the one who is the reality behind the many, so, you know, it's a big deal, <laughs> it's a big deal, he's revealing his divinity, and, um, you know, Arjuna is, Arjuna is entering into a state of devotion as well. All right. So here we go. In uh, the second uh, verse of the 10th uh, chapter, this is what Krishna says. He says, Neither gods nor sages know my origin, for I am the source from which the gods and sages come. Whoever knows me as the Lord of all creation without birth or beginning knows the truth and frees himself from all evil. I mean, there is definitely religious language happening here, but essentially what he is saying is that um, that divine wisdom is the source of all. That divine wisdom. And as he's mentioned in previous chapters, that can be experienced through many forms and those forms are all essentially the same thing, you know, and you can dress it up however you want to dress it up. But he's saying that this, this divine wisdom underneath the surface of it all, uh, is the source of all life. And it is also the source of liberation, uh, from harmful or violent or, uh, Distorted, perverted, whatever language you want to use, behavior. Tapping into that wisdom, the wisdom of the inner knower. He goes on to say that discrimination, wisdom, understanding, forgiveness, truth, self-control, and peace of mind, pleasure and pain, birth and death, fear and courage, honor and dishonor, Nonviolence, compassion charity equanimity contentment and perseverance in spiritual disciplines all these different qualities found in living creatures have their source in me so these virtues that he's talking about these virtues come from this uh, divine splendor this this uh, supreme wisdom and he continues, I mean, he's really, you know, check out, check this out, this is what I am, but if you sort of just strip away the need to be like, okay, well, how come he's this, and, and, you know, this other devata or God, isn't it, and that's not really what we're working with, that's too, um, like, shallow of a way of looking at it, it's like, You know, if you if you kind of put away our our what appears to make us different different, and you just like open yourself up to having an experience, and you talk to somebody who's been doing something inspiring for a long time. It could be anything, but they are um, an artist, or just a very wise person, or like a great chef, or whatever it is that they're doing, some kind of craft that they are incredibly proficient at because they've been doing it for so long. If you spend enough time with this person, you realize that there is this spiritual element of um, just being in the presence of somebody who's devoted themselves, who's yoked themselves to that kind of a practice. You know what I mean? Like they could bake bread, or they could be Lemmy from the band Motorhead, or they could be a Buddhist monk, or and these things appear to be very different. But the fact that they're driven by devotion, they're they're attuned to this divine wisdom. And when we set aside all of the good, bad, right, wrong stuff, and we just feel the Inner essence of that kind of mastery, of that kind of dedication, of that kind of devotion to a craft, we can feel the similar resonance. And Krishna is saying, That's what I am. I'm that resonance, that divinity that is in, uh, like, the very essence of someone who is devoted. To their craft who have yoked themselves to their practice and that's what makes it a yoga you hear what i'm saying like i heard this really great story about lemmy just to put this into perspective because some of you all know that i have guru nanak from the sikh tradition tattooed on my right wrist and i've got lemmy from motorhead tattooed on my left wrist And these are sort of my goalposts, like my guardian angels that kind of keep me like, hey, oh, find the the place in between these two uh, characters that have been inspirational to me in my life. And sometimes people who are more from the conventional spiritual lean or background, they don't understand the Lemmy from Motorhead thing, you know, because he's like a rock star who like partied a lot and blah, blah, blah. And, and I, off, I have a whole handful of inspiring stories f- to sort of um, turn the tide a bit. And, and so here's one of them that I'll share with you today. So I heard this story from Henry Rollins. Um, some of y'all may know him. He's a writer. He was in Black Flag for a moment. Uh, he does a lot of spoken word. He's an actor. He's a character, um, record collector. Some people love him. Some people can't stand him. That's besides the point. He's, in my opinion, a great storyteller. And in the story, he's talking about how uh, he had to do a bit. No, he didn't have to. He chose, (laughs) watch the quantum languaging. He chose to do a benefit um, for some people who were experiencing, and I don't remember the details of who they were, uh, but they, you know, were. Some kind of political activists, and uh, he really believed in their cause and wanted to help support them with their legal fees. And so he decided that he would create a compilation of music and call on his um, rock star friends to play on this particular um, benefit album. And so he sent out, you know, calls to all sorts of different rockers from different bands and uh, requested their support in the project and so you know a lot of them replied like yeah they'd be happy to help but they they it kind of came with a catch like in rock and roll they have what is called a rider so like when you show up to play the show you have this expectation that things will be you know there'll be a platter of fruit and a a bottle of jack daniels and a puppy for you know or who knows like whatever like nobody talks to me, you know, before the show, or, like, anyhow, diva, rock star, BS, and so people came with a lot of that kind of stuff, you know, oh, I'll only do it at this time, and I know it's for a benefit, but I could use this much pay, or, like, whatever, just high demands, and when he's telling this story, he said, the interesting thing is that Lemmy is probably the most famous person that plays on this, I mean, the guy's been around since, Like he was playing in the, in the late sixties at Stonehenge. He, um, you know, he had a child that he didn't know about until later on in life who, uh, what he had had with the woman who, uh, was dating John Lennon, like pre-Yoko. Like the, the guy is steeped in rock and roll since the 1960s. Then of course, not to mention that he played in one of the loudest, greatest rock bands of all time, Motorhead so you know he's got this really famous rock star dude who's going to show up and he uh, he says you know he talks to his agent and his agent talks to lemmy and he says yeah i'll be there you know what time no frills no diva bs and uh, then he shows up for to play the you know the benefit he's right on time he's very helpful supportive uh receptive listens professional no demands the most famous of the bunch no rock star nonsense and um Henry Rollins brings this up to him he says you know Lemmy, I gotta tell you like I dealt with a lot of rock star bullshit here and you you're such a you know a great influence on so many people and you just showed up and got it done and it was so easy like Thank you for that. And he said, you know what, Henry? You're my friend. You needed help. And so I showed up. To me, that is the behavior of a sage-like character. Because it's very honest. It's very straightforward. And I just bring that up to say, like, that... Is a reveal of character from someone who is devoted to their craft knows who they are and so they show up in that way now granted you know I'm sure he's had moments when he wasn't like that but my point is is that these virtues that we are all uh, privy to or they are a part of us they come from the inner knower and Krishna is saying Those virtues are me. They are of me. They're expressed through you. It's my essence is what he's saying. And I I really like that. And you can dress it up however you want. Okay. You You can call it inspiration or creativity or inner knower or your devata or god of choice, whatever works for you. He goes on saying, I am the source from which all creatures evolve the wise remember this and worship me with loving devotion now remember the word yoga means to yoke to join yourself with something and so if you're joining yourself with something that you know creates or expresses a the fullest version of yourself um that's a form of worship or bowing or yoga yoking yourself to it and we yoke ourselves to harmful things as well and that creates karmas and then the karmas need to be undone to lead us back home uh, to the guidance of our inner knower and inevitably it will happen inevitably like it might take us many lifetimes but that's where we're all headed Their thoughts are all absorbed in me, and all their vitality flows to me. Teaching one another, talking about me always, they are happy and fulfilled. To those steadfast in love and devotion, I give spiritual wisdom so that they may come to me. So if you're entering into that state of devotion, devoted to whatever it is that your soul's calling is, and you're devoting yourself fully to that, and you're showing up in love and honesty and truth to the best of your ability according to your conditions you are yoking yourself with god or krishna or your inner knower or your divine self you're walking the path that you were born to walk and you're living a dharmic lifestyle as opposed to just karma rocking you left and right and you going why does this always happen to me poor me Da, 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 you just step in fully as you, despite your circumstances and the pairs of opposites and how they're impacting you. And that's easier said than done, of course. From within them, I light the lamp of wisdom and dispel all darkness in their lives. So we've been talking about. And then uh Arjuna chimes in <laughs> Arjuna chimes in in this particular uh chapter and and he says I believe everything that you've told me it's true I believe you and I recognize that neither gods nor demons know your real nature indeed you alone know yourself o supreme spirit you are the source of being and the one in every creature you are the god of gods now we get all hierarchical when we hear that we just think oh but i thought this devata or this representation of the one don't don't go there it's not for the intellect to understand it's more of a something beyond the surface and the pairs of opposites that is a great mystery that is in all of life that is calling us each home to our dharmas we don't we can't really like put a title and a name on that we we don't really know what that is but we do have moments of connection with that like when you're playing music in front of people who are loving your music and you are both the, having this shared experience where all that exists is the beauty of the sound, and you're creating that experience together. Yes, you created that at home in your bedroom playing on your guitar, and yes, you know they had to show up to the uh, show and be open enough to listen to it, but the fact that you are all there in that moment and you open yourselves up to the experience, that's beautiful. And and that's a shared experience of supreme reality or divine splendor. And that's one example of it. And I'm sure you can think of millions of them. And they happen in churches and temples and outside of churches and temples. And I realize in those spaces, there's all kinds of surface-based, I'm right and you're wrong and bad behavior and all of those things that come along with that ego part of the mind. And yet, because we are these divine beings, there is also in every space god or love or oneness or divine splendor or wisdom or consciousness or pick your words because it's everywhere it it, there is no place it isn't and we all may draw inspiration from different sources as a result some of us may like sad music and some of us may not some of us may be inspired by great sages connected to religious traditions, and others may not. Some of us may find deep inspiration from spending time pounding a drum and chanting in in a sweat lodge, and some of us may not. And some of us may find it screaming along at a punk rock show, and some of us may not. And some of us may find it crocheting or opening the mind with plant medicines. It's all really unique to you and God is everywhere that's the nature of God so it's really about can we be honest enough with ourselves if what we're participating in is medicine or not but you know don't worry too much because the grace of Krishna or the one or the inner guide is saying here that you know it, it he, he is a light of lamp he, he's a, he's going to light the lamp of wisdom and dispel darkness from our lives, dispel suffering from our lives. And that may be a process. Well, it will be a process. It's a process that we're all engaged in right now. And and Arjuna is saying, I get it. Just like you might be saying right now, I get it. Right, a part of me is Krishna, a part of me knows. And I'm going to do my best to listen to that and say, I get it. I get you. I'm here with you. I see it. I know that you are the Supreme Spirit. You are the guide. You are the source of being. You are in all creatures. You are the universe itself. Continue to share with me all of your divine attributes. Leave nothing unsaid. Tell me of the glories of which you fill the cosmos. Krishna, you are the Supreme Master of Yoga you know, I was on a podcast this week. I'm looking forward to sharing it with you all. As soon as it comes out, I I will uh, share it. Just stay tuned to my social medias. Um, But on the podcast, I was listening to some previous episodes while I was getting geared up for the show. And on the podcast, they uh, were saying, oh, previous episode, yes, it was a bodybuilder and he he was grown up Hare Krishna, and he'd never eaten meat in his life, and he was very moved by spiritual teachings, and a very inspiring guy. Uh, And in the show he said, you know, if you, let's say that you want to become a great weightlifter, because that's what he was talking about. He talked about uh, thinking about yourself and referring to yourself as a bodybuilder. What would a bodybuilder do? How would a bodybuilder show up for this? And I've kind of been doing that around being a yogi and it's really helped me with some of the patterns that I have that maybe not are are not the healthiest choices in my life. And I just say like, well, Tiago Prem is a yogi and how would Tiago Prem, the yogi, you know, meet this challenge. And (laughs) it's surprising how well it works. And what I'm really doing is I'm doing exactly what uh, Arjun is saying here. Like show me, that master of yoga because that's what i'm interested in and obviously you are too otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this show me that part of me that is krishna the master of yoga show me how to meditate to gain constant awareness of that part of myself like that's a great uh question for you know the inner revealed yoga master like how do I stay connected to this, to you? I mean, isn't that what the practice is about? You, you begin yoga to remember who you are. And as you go, I mean, that's what the process is about. It's this remembering. And Krishna goes on to tell him that he is the true self in the heart of every creature. Essentially, Krishna is the inner knower. That part of you that knows who you are, what to do, how to show up, all of those things. That part of you, like I've told the story many times when I was 13 years old and drank alcohol for the first time, I felt this inner voice say, this isn't for you. And I spent 20 years of my life ignoring that part, that voice. And that inner knower, that inner wisdom is Krishna. It's also me. Like... When I say that, oh, I'm going to fast for Krishna or Shiva or Jesus or whatever, and people think, oh, why are you giving power to something outside of you? Well, that's where the error is, is that it isn't outside of me. It's just me giving a a fun name to the inner knower, to that part of me that knows. And if you prefer to put the name that your biological parents gave you on that part of you that knows, then that's wonderful. And if you want to call it, hooba-duba, then call it hooba I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It's beyond name and form. So make it real for you. And he goes on to, to say, you know, all of these things that he's in. I mean, he, he says like, I am in life and I am in death and I am even, you know, in effort and victory and the goodness of the virtuous and I am the sages and the poets and the, like, he, I mean, you name it. How can the omnipresent one be absent from anywhere? And I love, uh, Guru Nanak, as you know, many of you know, uh, you know, he said something to the effect of like, you know, the, even the thief is the thief of the one of the thief of God or in this case, the thief of Krishna. Like, we are all sacred. And because of our karmas, we forget. And the practice of yoga is a practice of remembering. And then these great masters of yoga, like Krishna and Jesus and Ananda Anandamayama and living uh, teachers today, they act as a sort of a, portal into remembrance or a mirror of remembering and then the goal is not to follow these teachers and cult and create hierarchy like Nanak said no one is higher and no one is lower but to create a level playing field where that inner knower that inner knowingness our uh, divine splendor our true self is revealed and then in revealing that what appears to be separate is uh, experienced as the same, which is samadhi or sameness. I am you and you are me and at the beginning you may notice there is hierarchy because you're suffering with your karmas and you see somebody really thriving in their uh, devotional lifestyle doing something that you want to do the idea to cultivate that sameness is not to go in the opposite direction and feel jealous because that creates more polarity and that more polarity creates more karmas the idea is to celebrate celebrate and uplift their work because that work that is supporting you to see who you are is supporting many to see who they are. And so don't let that ego part of you think, but I wish I had that. If there is no separation, then that person doing that work is you. And you celebrating that is going to create more of that frequency for you to embody because there is enough for everyone. Krishna says at the end of the chapter, there is no end to my divine attributes, which speaks to what we're talking about right now. The goodness of the inner knower, the blessing of the inner knower, the talent of the inner knower, the wisdom of the inner knower, the healing of the inner knower, and on and on and on, is infinite and you are that. And then he says, at the end of all of these great descriptions of who he really is, a.k.a. who you really are, he says, you know, I've only mentioned a few. There are countless other virtues and attributes that come through as expressions of who you are. Wherever you find strength or beauty or spiritual power, you may be sure that these have come from a spark of my essence, the essence of the inner knower, the true self. But of what use is it to you to know all of this, Arjuna? Just remember that I am and that I support the entire cosmos with only a fragment of my being. And, and how do we connect with that vast, everywhere-at-once bit? Do our best to notice it everywhere. See God in all. See the inner knower in all. See the talent in all. See the teacher in all. See the blessing in all. See the medicine in all. Like, really learn to look and listen For your beloved, your inner knower, your inner guide, the true Guru, is everywhere, forever and ever. Amen. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in once again to this episode of Revealing the Diamond. Please, please, please do check out TattvasYoga.com and get involved, take the program, come to some of the workshops, and we'll see you next week right here on Revealing the Diamond.